Welcome, everybody, to the Discovery Podcast. This week, uh, Ray's going to be talking about the power of belief. And uh, we're looking forward to finding out what he's going to say tonight. Go ahead, Ray. Hey, Paul. So I was thinking about something to talk about, and I uh, was thinking about, I always like to think about something that's actively affecting my life in some way that stands out. Uh, as a significant part of my progress or development or accomplishments. And one of those has come up in conversation a lot lately. It's been about belief. And I find it, it interesting when I reflect back on a lot of changes I've made. A lot of it comes from experimenting. So I would, I would say this topic is more specifically about experimenting with belief. So what led me to the understanding I have about belief and, and what we believe to be possible is through an understanding of what that has, the effect that belief has on our outcomes, and then experimenting with that. Because one of the challenges that most of us find is that in order to believe something, we want to know it to be true. You know, we want to be convinced prior to believing. Not many of us try to believe prior to feeling that thing as being true, not realizing that the way reality works and the way manifestation works is that that conviction is a, is a, like a frequency of energy and that that helps us to manifest things and bring those things into reality. And so from my experience, it had been a series of experimenting, trying, almost like trying on different shoes to try on this mindset, to try on that uh, outlook, to try this belief, even though I don't feel it completely yet. And I'm speaking now in retrospect to the effects that those things have had, because at the time, I clearly was in experimental phase and I hadn't known for sure the outcome, but I had, I, I was curious and, and I also believed that there could be some truth from what I have read, you know, I had read about, uh, manifestation, about visualization. I believed, even though I didn't believe in myself and I didn't believe in my potential at the time completely. I believed that if you believed that you could create change from that, that mindset and from having that outlook, even prior to any material proof, you begin to uh, materialize these things in your energy first before in the, the physical uh, outer reality. So what I wanted to share tonight is that that when you, when it comes to belief, believe in at least the, the power that it can have. Not, not only when you feel it first. It's just like with confidence. Uh, a lot of times you have to really do the work and you have to really struggle through a challenge before you can feel confidence that comes from learning from that experience. So you put in the work 
you go through all kinds of struggles, all kinds of trials, tribulations. You learn from those experiences. And then you gain the confidence that comes from having went through that, even though in the beginning you didn't know how you was going to, to figure it out or to you know work out the details. But in the end, you get a sense of satisfaction and, and, and feeling empowered because you went through those things and you come out uh, more knowledgeable. You, you come out having accomplished uh, and, and overcome obstacles. So you don't get that feeling of satisfaction. You don't get that feeling of um, um, accomplishment without at least without first going through the challenge and and not feeling the confidence right away. So a lot of people to go into a challenge, they want to feel confident first. They want to feel up to the task. Otherwise, they, they never really try. So they, the catch-22 there is that they don't put in that work. They don't go in to the challenge and put themselves to the test and, the, and as a result gain the, the uh, experience that comes with it, the knowledge that comes with it. And so I encourage everyone to just to, to experiment more with beliefs about all sorts of things, what's possible, I remember one of the first uh, um, tasks that Paul had for me was to write down all the things that I wanted or could imagine for my life without any limitations. That was the the, uh, the catch is that no limitations and try to break away from the typical way of thinking that I had um, practiced up until that point in my life. You know, it's it's kind of hard, even when you think you're thinking outside the box. A lot of times you're still thinking within the parameters that you were conditioned through childhood. So my challenge was to think completely outside of the box. And if there were no limitations, there were no restrictions, there were no boundaries, what would I want for myself? You know, what would I want to achieve and to create in the world? And I think that was one of the first uh, experiments for me thinking outside the box and stretching my ability to believe in something other than what I had up until that point, because most of us, even through just our subconscious, subconscious pre-programmed conditioning, we believe a certain number of things about ourselves, about reality. And if we never challenge those things, we can't lead ourselves into a new paradigm, into a new reality that comes from creating new beliefs. So if you're stuck in a belief system and patterns of the past and you can't push yourself to at least try on a new set of beliefs because that's what it boils down to for me and what I learned is that part of it is trying on the new mindset even though you're not sure how it's going to, it's going to work out because you know that there's power in that because you know that there's possibility for new outcome just by trying to believe something different. It's like you have to push down that path before you can realize the, the, the fruits of that until then you'll never, you, you can never really feel it. And I think that was for me, it was, it was more a theory. It was through reading different books. I've, I believe that, 
there was power in this. There was truth to it, even though I couldn't feel it and even though I couldn't see it. And that was enough for me to begin experimenting with a shift in who I believed I was, what I believed my potential could be, what I believed that I can achieve in the world. And now I have uh, a totally different outlook than I did before. I, I, I believe us all as individuals to be a source of immense power and, and potential to create limitless possibilities and that we have that whether we feel it or not you know it's it's almost a science to me the the power that we are able to uh produce in the world um and our the limitless boundaries of our imagination and our ability to bring those things into existence is how we're built you know it's like we're as a machine we're a, a manifestation machine and that the the possibilities are really only limited to what we believe uh, is possible. And that, again, is regardless of we see that or believe that, that's what we we are and that's the potential we have. Seeing it and believing it only allows us to tap into it. It doesn't cause it to exist. It already exists. But we can't benefit from that or tap into that without understanding the way that it works so that we can lean into it. I think that's a, a good way to put it is leaning into it because it's not something you, you don't really have a, sol a solid footing right out the gate. You've got to feel for that next step. But a lot of us don't understand that the way that things are structured in the sense that most people look for the comfort first. They look for the security first. They look for the confidence first. A lot of people will say that they're searching for the confidence to do something, not realizing that a lot of the confidence comes from doing it when you weren't confident, you know, from taking that chance to do something new, to learn something new, even though at the time you don't feel comfortable at all, you don't feel confident in undertaking that uh, endeavor at all. But just knowing that that is where you equip yourself with those skills and that experience is in that place. And so since most, most of us have the frame of mind that we're looking for the comfort in doing something first, we're looking for the confidence to do something prior to doing it, then we, we cheat ourselves out of the possibilities most times of ever getting it because we only would have gotten it by doing the thing. First, you know, doing it while we're still afraid, doing it while we're still unsure. And that I've, I've learned time and time again, going through that process, that that's where the miracles happen. There's a lot that I'm confident in now, nowadays that I wasn't before, you know, and that just in general, I wasn't confident in things in general and in myself in general. Uh, I always weighed my abilities by my failures you know I, I would look at what I wasn't able to do and I would project that onto my ability as a whole to accomplish and to do and to produce and I realize now that just like a machine we're, we're built we have all the tools we're already equipped to manifest whatever it is that we can dream or imagine 
but that we have to lean into that, that power with, if, if nothing else, just the confidence that it will sort itself out if we do, because that's kind of how the system, it, it, how the system works. We lean into it and then the universe will, uh, work with us to bring these things into reality. But if we're not willing to do that, if we're not willing to overcome our fears and to take a chance, then we never realize that, that, uh, that benefit. And so, you know, to sum, sum it up, I just encourage people to experiment more with belief to, to, instead of trying to find the confidence uh, to say believe in yourself, um, to start a business, to just try believing that you can do it. Write an, an affirmation down and say, I, I believe that I have the potential to start a successful business. Initially, of course, you may not believe it. It may feel silly that, you know, uh, my parents tried to start a business. They, they never could succeed. I tried myself, and clearly I take after them and that I, I'm no good with money or I'm not very creative. A lot of times we use things from our past to justify belief and say, oh, well, look, I'm no good at I'm not creative. I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. Therefore, I'm not creative. Not realizing that the, the most influence over our creativeness or lack of creativeness is the fact that we've come to a conclusion that we're not creative. There's very little power in the few experiences we may have already had. It's just the fact that those experiences led us to the conclusion that we're not creative. So since we project that in a way, we ensure that we don't show up in any creative way. It's like the way, it's just the way the system works. Well, we believe that the reason why we're not showing up in any creative way is because we tried to play the guitar, it didn't sound too good. We tried to sing, we couldn't hit a note to save our lives. So we believe that that's the true source of our lack of creativity or the proof that it just isn't so not realize that 99% of the, the ability for our creative, you know, creativity to show up or to not is just because we've already concluded that we're not creative. And that if we were to shift that, even just in that moment saying, I am creative. And even if I can't recall any now, I know that there was times where I was creative and I'm just not able to, to, to recall at this moment, but that we're all creative. You know, that we're all possess intelligence of various forms and degrees, you know, or we, we're all good with uh, money, and I can be too if I open myself up to that possibility. It's hard to fathom just shifting the, those beliefs, even in, a, in an experiment, the effects that those can have down the road. So I just encourage everyone to experiment more with these things versus allowing ourselves to walk into the trap that we have to find justification 
for the truth to these claims before they can actually have effect on our reality. Instead, we can create by the most powerful tool behind our, our manifestation power, uh, our creating our, our reality, which is belief. And we don't have to find the reasons to believe. We can just believe by literally, you know, saying, I'm creative. I am intelligent. The universe provides me everything I need in the moment to, to carry out my destiny, to manifest my wildest imagination, to experiment with feeding ourselves those sorts of beliefs versus the ones that we're, we typically develop. A lot of these things, we don't even realize we're telling ourselves, but uh, that's a big one, you know. I'm not, I'm just not good with money, or, um, you know, I'm not good with people. That's one that I'm uh, not necessarily good because I do believe that I am, but sometimes I tell myself I just don't like dealing with people, you know. And, and the reality is it's just trauma, you know. It's learned behavior. But if I tell myself I don't like to be around people, then I, 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 I shut off all possibilities to get through that and to embrace interactions with people and to, to be able to develop more meaningful relationships just, be, just from coming to that conclusion. And, and that's, you know, that's it. I just... I, again, encourage everyone to experiment more with the beliefs that they have and to write down new beliefs that are a better reflection of the reality that you want to create. Thank you very much, Ray, of uh, the power of belief. Um, that is one of the most important aspects of a person's belief system is focusing in on uh, coming up with a, a belief, uh, an idea that you want to believe in so much that when you focus on it, it becomes true. You dedicate yourself and be persistent in uh, making that belief come true. Um, Debbie, you on the line? I am. How has the power of belief helped you in the past year in your journey of self-discovery? Um, well, I think that, I think, I think for me, it's believing that I can be the person that I was meant to be, that I can fulfill the potential that I feel like I have in me. Um, I believe in that. And I've always kind of believed in that. But um, I think the difference is that now I'm putting the actions behind um, what I believe as opposed to... Um, 
I guess, procrastinating it out or, or not procrastinating, but coming up with a lot of reasons why um, I, I didn't believe that or I'm, I'm not really saying what I'm trying, trying to say. Um, coming up with excuses and roadblocks, that's what I'm thinking. Um, instead of instead of seeing the road a roadblock and and looking at how to get around that, I tended to let um, whatever that roadblock was stop me. Whereas now, uh, by opening my mind up and and realizing, you know, who I believe I can be and believe what my potential is. I don't look at that as a roadblock anymore. I look at it more as an opportunity to stretch myself. So, yeah, that's really more what it is. It's it's an opportunity for me to look at, okay, how have I been holding myself back in the past? You know, and what can I do to um, get closer to the to the person that I believe that I can be. Well, thank you, Debbie. Really appreciate that. Um, you've, uh, in the past uh, 11 to 12 months, you've really uh, transformed a lot on your journey of self-discovery. And uh, appreciate your uh, sharing tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Jody, you're online? Yep, I'm here, Paul. And the topic tonight, the power of belief. How does cognitive dissonance play into the power of belief in the discovery of method? Okay, well, you know, good luck, good lecture tonight, Ray. And, you know, the power of belief is real important. And... Relating to cognitive dissonance, you know, we can, we have a lot of things where we might actually believe that we can do a certain thing and believe something to be true, but that it and that cognitive dissonance is going to kind of conflict. Um, the facts might all be out there. We might actually believe that we have the ability to do something to achieve something, but deep down that cognitive distance that has been built up throughout the years is going to conflict with that. And our mind, we did a, we did a podcast on cognitive dissonance and there's a few different things that our mind will do. And sometimes it'll just throw out the factual information. It'll just be like, there's too much conflict in my brain to really accept both of these ideas. So I'm going to throw out the new idea and just go with the old idea. So um, I think Ray talked about that um, affirmations a little bit. And so a lot of times those are good. We start to try to believe those things. We try to reaffirm those. And what the affirmations will do is it'll start to help reprogram that subconscious mind so that cognitive dissonance isn't so strong. So it, it really all has to do with 
kind of creating a new true subconscious and conscious belief system. And, you know, we always have to battle our it and battle that past program conditioning. And sometimes, depending on how long that's been there, it's going to tend to kind of make those belief decisions for us. Um, I like how Ray used the word learned behavior. And that pretty much goes just along the same lines as our past program conditioning. So, um, I guess we like to talk about you don't know what you don't know. And as profound as that saying is, it's more, it kind of stands out more that you learn things that you're like, huh, I never thought about it that way. Oh, I never knew that. And the more and more you start to explore and go on this journey of self-discovery, those things start to come out. They start to show up. And it's um, sometimes you're like, man, how, how could I have lived this long and never even heard of that? How did I not know about that? It's so obvious, you know? So I always think it's, it's really interesting that you don't know what you don't know. And when it comes to belief systems, I always was kind of brought up, uh, you can do anything you put your mind to. And that seems like that would be pretty much a, a dominating belief system. You could just do anything as long as you have the belief that you can do anything you put your mind to. Um, but Debbie brought, brought up a great point when she talked about uh, procrastination. So just because you believe you can do something doesn't mean you're actually going to go on and take the actions and be proactive to actually achieve what you believe you can do. So, and that's where that battle of it, uh, that cognitive dissonance, that past program conditioning, all those different uh, distractions and conflicts come into play. So that's why the, the third start, third step of being proactive really comes into play. And uh, Ray also mentioned being confident and confidence is really, it's kind of a, it, it shows up a little bit later. And when I'm, when I met Paul, uh, we started talking, we talked about some things. And one of the first things that really stood out was, are you ready to make a commitment? And commitment's really the first step of really deciding to go on that journey. And so sometimes you'll make a commitment and you'll, you'll do things and then you have to kind of use your courage to go against a lot of that, a lot of the stuff that is going to be proposed to you, things that you should do, things that you should change, things that you should be open-minded to. And once you make that commitment and you have that courage to move forward, that's kind of where that confidence starts to build and where you start to be able to grow and you start to make that be proactive and do those different things to actually start to make some changes and start to do things and be proactive. And once you do some of these things, you'll notice that, hey, look, I can do these things that belief starts to get reinforced with that confidence and that stuff like that. And then it all, you suddenly realize that, look, I am capable of doing these things that I knew I was able to do. 
but never really took the actions to do. So I think that starts to build on that confidence and really allows you to move forward and grow in this uh, three-step process. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, uh, Jody. Really appreciate you uh, focusing in on um, cognitive dissonance. Uh, the it has, uses cognitive dissonance really to uh, block us and blind us from actually seeing what's going on in our life. And uh, one of the things that cognitive dissonance does also, it, the, it creates a self-defense mechanism called psychological statoma, which is a blind spot that prevents you from seeing and using all your five senses. And that's the sad part about this self-defense mechanism it has. Uh, it can fool us. It can deceive us. It can trick us many, many times in our lives thinking something's not true when it is true and vice versa. And uh, I, I believe tonight's conversation that we've had uh, this evening has really brought out uh, how cognitive dissonance projects into uh, psychological statomas and causes us to be blind to a lot of things that happens to us in our life until we decided to get on this journey of self-discovery and find out what all of these different uh, avenues that it takes us down in this uh, thing we call life. But... Uh, Appreciate everybody being on tonight. I think this cognitive dissonance, this uh, psychological statomas, and uh, the power of belief has really been nicely focused on this evening where we all can see the connection to why we do the things we do. Um, anyone like to make any more comments before we get off for the evening? Okay, gang, I uh, really appreciate uh, the presentation from Ray and the participation and uh, comments that we got from uh, Debbie and we got from uh, Jody. We will see each and every one of you next Thursday night at 7.30. Uh, Call-in number is 515-604-9530. Always use access code 655-145. Tell your friends, neighbors, and your family next Thursday, 7.30. Thank you very much.